Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast, presented by SeatGeek. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers. Happy game day, Saints fans. The Saints are at Tampa Bay for a 7:15 Central kick on ESPN. It's a big NFC South divisional game as the Saints are just a game and a half back from the division leading Bucks. All week, energy has been high at practice. The team has been locked in on another big defensive performance and eliminating some of the miscues on offense. The Tampa Bay offense has struggled to produce points, ranking 27th in the NFL with just 18.2 points per game. However, quarterback Tom Brady throws for over 265 on average. The Saints will have to make him uncomfortable, force him to get rid of the ball quickly, and hopefully capitalize on some miscues. Tampa will be without another key offensive lineman, with all-pro right tackle Tristan Wirfs out with an injury. The Bucks O-line gave up three sacks last week to Cleveland, so we're looking at you, Cam Jordan. It's something we've talked about a lot this season, turnovers. The Saints have to take care of the ball Monday night, and after being so close to a few takeaways against the 49ers, getting one or two on the Bucks would be big. The first matchup this season was just a 3-3 game until turnovers came into play in the fourth quarter. For a look at both teams and what goes into coverage for a Monday night football game, let's bring in our guest. She's in her 11th season covering Monday night football, ESPN sideline reporter for tonight's game, Lisa Salters. Lisa, thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. Appreciate you taking some time as you're getting prepped for being on the call of our game in Tampa Bay. How are you doing? How's the weekend going for you so far? Uh, so far, so good. Um, about to uh, hop on the phone with the uh, Saints coaches in about 20 minutes or so and uh, then head to, uh, head to Tampa. As you get on some of those phone calls, what are some of the storylines that you're following leading into this matchup? Um, well, I think for, for the, the Bucks, it's kind of, you know, what's up with, what's up with the Bucks, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. what's up with Tom Brady and the chemistry with his receivers, um, you know, for, for Tom, you know, he has not through 11 games, he's never been five and six, uh, ever. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of unfamiliar territory, uh, for a Tom Brady led team. I think the worst start through 11 games that he had was, back in 2005 at six and five. So here we are at the beginning of December, you know, and a Tom Brady team uh, is under 500, still first in the division though, um, which is what he told us yesterday when we were on our production call with him is, uh, you know, he's like, our record isn't great. I'm not happy about it, but we are still in control. We have everything out in front of us still in first place in the division. Uh, So I think that they are, they are hopeful and optimistic that they can kind of, flip the switch and turn this thing around as for the saints um you guys it's a it's a, i don't know i don't know um if it's going to be that easy um your record the record is what it is it's still just a game behind uh just the game behind the box so um I, I would say this is kind of do or die for for new orleans to to get this this win this week and uh, one of the questions that i do want to ask dennis allen is about the quarterback situation. I know that Jameis Winston is healthy now. I know he hasn't played. I know he's been healthy or healthy enough to play, in, in his words, uh, for the last several weeks and hasn't played. Um, Andy Dalton is still the starter. And I just kind of want to find out, you know, how committed they are to that. Will Jameis get 
back in there uh, if the team continues uh, to struggle. Um, so those are just some of the things that, uh, that are on our radar. While the Saints defensively have been clicking over the last month or so, it does seem like the offense has struggled to find their rhythm. It'll be interesting to see yeah. how they handle that on Monday night. You mentioned the implications for the division. Do you think that that heightens the intensity of this game being this late in the season into December with playoff implications still on the line based on who wins these games over the last five weeks? Absolutely. I mean, the records are what they are, but the reality is that all of the teams in the division are below 500. So uh, all you have to do is win the division and you're in the playoffs. Somebody, somebody from the division is, is going to the playoffs. Uh, and it could be, you know, it could be the same. Um, it, it could be the same. It could be the bus. I mean, I, I think that the team that kind of has the best, uh, the best record down the stretch here, nobody has lit, lit the league on fire so far. And here we are in December um, with all of these teams in the division uh, or with the Saints and the Bucks, rather, with with a chance to to win the division and still get in. Uh, So, you know, there's a chance to kind of right the ship, uh, if you will, Um, put put the first couple of months of the season and and ups and downs, mostly downs for both of these teams uh, behind you and and kind of finish strong and still get to where where you want to go. And yeah. add, add to that, Erin, the fact that it's, you know, it's a division rival. It's mm-hmm. the Bucks Saints. Uh, I think in our cheese, we have Devin White saying, they don't like us, we don't like them. Uh, so, you know, that's well documented. There's the Marshawn Lattimore, Mike Evans uh, boxing match uh, mm-hmm. that you've got to look out for <laughs> in every, every time these two teams match up. And, uh, you know, for all those reasons, it's going to be an exciting game. Yeah, I was just about to ask you about that. You've covered Monday Night Football specifically for 11 seasons now. How many Saints Bucks games have you done and what is the kind of the vibe around that matchup? Um, I'm not I'm not really sure how many Saints Bucks games that I've done. How many, do you know how many have been on Monday night in the last 11 Gosh, years? No. I don't. Have you covered a Saints Bucks game before? I, I don't I don't know if I have. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if I have, um, but just kind of going back and looking at, um, you know, the last few years, even just since Tom Brady has been there, um, I, you know, it's the, it's the one team in the division that really has given, has given Tom Brady fit. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I'm excited just because of that. I, it seems like both teams just really get up uh, for this game and, you know, Tom Brady, since, you know, since he joined the Bucks, two and four against the Saints, uh, including the playoffs and nine and one uh, in all other division games. Um, you know, they've beaten Atlanta five times. They're four and one against Carolina. Um, so the Saints, um, you know, like uh, Mike Evans told me a couple of days ago, he's like, the Saints have just seemed to have our number. Uh, and so, you know, that that makes the game all that much more intriguing as well. With it being a Monday night game, is the energy different? Do you feel a, a different energy in the, in the stadium from the fans, the players, because it is just the primetime game, the only game on usually on that night? I think Monday night is always uh, special. Um, it is, it's just different. It's different than Thursday night. It's different than Sunday night uh, because it's iconic. Uh, it's, it's Monday night football and you hear players talk about it. You hear coaches talk about it. There's this, just this extra 
buzz, uh, this extra, you know, energy in the air uh, when the ball uh, gets kicked on, on a Monday night. So, um, you know, I don't expect this game to be any different. Yeah, we're definitely looking forward to being there, being on that stage. The Saints have done very well in Raymond James over the years. Across the board, who stood out to you, you know, across the league, a team, a player, a game, that's really just something that you remember back on that you were maybe surprised by, um, something that you've seen this season? Uh, just on Monday Night Football, just mm-hmm. through 11 years? Yeah. Oh, I mean, there have been, so, been so many so many memories. Um, I, I remember one of them that sticks out, of course, is uh, Drew Brees breaking Peyton Manning's record uh, in 2018. That was probably in the top three. <laughs> um, it seemed like every time we came to, we went to New Orleans, uh, Drew Brees was, you know, doing something ridiculous. <laughs> um, so uh, he, he just seemed to always wait to give us uh, the best the best highlights on Monday Night Football, for which we will always be uh, grateful and appreciative. Um, but certainly that night uh, was special. Uh, let's see, some other big nights on Monday night. Uh, I, you know, this year, week one was, you know, Russell Wilson's return to, to Seattle. That was, a, that was a big deal at the time. I think that may have kind of lost its luster now, but that was a big deal at the time. Um, other big Monday night games. Um, it's, it's hard when you ask me to like, think of one, think of like yeah, what your best memory is. Uh, it's like, it's people ask me all the time, what's, what's the best interview you've ever done? What's the, yeah. what's the best story you've ever, you've ever done. It's hard when you ask, you know, to, to go back over a body of work of 30 years or 30 years worth of interviews, 11 years worth of games. Um, they're all special in their, in their own way, but, uh, uh, the one that definitely comes to mind is was Drew Brees in 2018 when he broke the record. You picked a good one, as that's a Saints one, a Saints memory. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there was a Saints one. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> what goes into uh, also there, another one comes to mind? Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Um, I don't even remember where that. I think it was in Denver, mm-hmm. maybe, and it may have been. The, uh, I'm not sure, but he, when he had a left-handed pass. That was crazy. You know, yeah. when you see things that like you've never seen before, um, that left-handed pass was certainly, that was pretty cool too. Yeah. He does a lot of stuff. That's uh, pretty cool. That pretty kind of, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Very crazy. Overall, what goes into covering a game on Monday night? Kind of what's your prep and what do you do during the game? A lot of work throughout the week. Um, a lot of studying, um, getting to know both teams. It's not like the NBA for me where there, you know, there's 15 players on the team, maybe eight, nine guys in a rotation. Um, you know, there's 52 guys on a, on an NBA, on an NFL roster, um, you know, and, you know, 20, you know, 22 guys on the field at one time. So it's a lot, um, it's a lot of work to, you know, when you're starting from scratch each week, uh, thankfully, the Saints have been a little easier for me this week because I, you know, we had them uh, a few weeks ago. I think back in week week nine, um, so I'm familiar with the team, and you know, by familiar with, I, you know, I mean, you know, I, I'm familiar with all the teams in the league. But it's different when you're studying for a game. Um, you want to be more than just familiar with the team. You want to know, all, like you said, you want to know the storylines. You want to know the strengths, the weaknesses. Uh, what have been issues uh, over the past couple of weeks? Uh, what's what's worked well? What hasn't worked well? What the players are saying? 
uh, about their situation, what the coaches are saying. So it's, um, it is six days worth of prepping. I, I liken it to uh, prepping for a, a final exam. And the final is every, you know, every Monday at eight o'clock. Um, and it's a, it's a, a test that you absolutely cannot fail because it's on the, on the biggest stage in the league. How do you not get nervous? I mean, I guess you've just, you've done it so many times now. Do you even get any type of butterflies or adrenaline before a game? Uh, I would say adrenaline. You definitely feel that. Uh, nerves, not so much anymore. Uh, but you definitely feel it. Like I said, Monday Night Football is iconic. And so when you hear that theme music dun, 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 in your ear every week, um, you feel something. Yeah. Um, you feel the energy. You feel the history. Um, you feel the you feel the stage, you feel the, the magnitude of the moment. Um, so, uh, like I said, I, I don't know if I would say nerves or butterflies anymore, but you definitely feel the bigness of the moment. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the NBA here. I cover the Pelicans as well as the saints for the Benson enterprises. And it's a little bit different, you know, it's a smaller team and less people and more games. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. does, feel like each week is that much more important on the NFL side. How do you mm-hmm. manage covering both the NBA and the NFL? Um, it's, uh, you know, I'm kind of used to it now. I try not to overlap too much. So they try to keep my NBA schedule light um, in October, October, November, December, just maybe one game or two a month. Um, and then once the NFL season is over for me, which is after wildcard weekend, then it's, then it's all NBA. So while right now I'm not as locked into the NBA as say some of my, uh, colleagues are who cover the NBA only all the time. Um, you know, once the, once the regular season ends, once the wildcard weekend is over for us, uh, then it's right back into the NBA all the way until through the finals for me. So, you know, when the NFL season starts again, preseason starts in, in August, uh, you know, then it begins all over again. I, I, it's sometimes a little difficult because I just, you know, in June, I just finished doing the NBA. So sometimes it's a little difficult because I haven't really, I don't really follow what's going on uh, in the NFL, just on a cursory kind of a way level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll see headlines here and there, but in August is when I really start uh, diving into the NFL again. I'll, sometimes I'll think like, oh, well, when did that player get traded? Or oh, how did that, when did that happen? When did that coach go there? Um, because I don't pay as much attention to it uh, during my NBA, during my NBA season as uh, maybe folks who cover uh, the league all year round. Sure. Um, so it's, uh, it's just compartmentalizing really is all it is. It's like when I'm doing the NFL, I'm doing the NFL. Um, when I'm doing the NBA, I'm giving that all that I have. And on the few occasions where I, where I have to do both, um, then I just have to dig a little deeper and, and work a little harder. Mm-hmm. Over the years, I'm sure you've covered, talked to uh, Tampa's quarterback, Tom Brady, on several occasions. What stands out to you the most about who he is as a competitor? Just his consistency um, and just his uh, attention to detail. I mean, you don't get to be the goat just because, um, you know, the, the greats all have that one thing in common, this kind of relentless, um, desire to be better, uh, no matter how good they already are. 
just this desire to just keep working, keep grinding to be even better. So, you know, for someone like Tom Brady, who you know has been in his league 23 years, uh, seven Super Bowls, you know, he could be like, oh, well, you know, this is this year isn't going all that great, whatever. But, you know, he's as locked in uh, as anybody else trying to like he's trying to win his, you know, get to the playoffs for the very first time. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it has to be when you when you're truly a competitor or when you're truly the best is that you don't really care about this other, the other stuff that you've done up to this point. You just care about right now. And so that's what you can tell uh, about Tom Brady right now. If he's concerned about right now, not about that he's the GOAT or that he has all these records and, you know, uh, seven Super Bowls, he's, he's trying to figure out how to get his team to the Super Bowl or to the playoffs this year. He's trying to figure out how to get chemistry with his receivers right now. Uh, he's trying to figure out how to score more points right now. Um, and so that's what, impresses me not just about Tom Brady but but all, all the all the Greeks the Peyton Mannings the the Drew Brees um just guys who they just have this relentless desire to keep getting better and of never taking their foot off the gas thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast look forward to having you hearing you on the call on Monday absolutely my pleasure happy holidays too Appreciate Lisa for joining us. Don't forget to download the Saints app presented by Verizon and follow at Saints on Twitter so you can keep up with everything you need to know during the game. I'll be back in a little bit with our pregame show an hour before kick, 615 Central on NewOrleansSaints.com or at Saints on Twitter. Thanks for listening and go Saints. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek.